What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, y'all. It's your man's Denzel. And your boy, Chet. And we're back again with Real Nerd Hours. Chia. A podcast ostensibly about nerd shit, including anime, movies, music, all sorts of shit. And a little bit of life. Yeah. A lot of life. Yeah. A lot of life. Get all up in your feelings. Yeah. Deep in those fifis. Mm. Crawl up in those fifis like Luke did the Tauntaun. Just curl up. Surround yourself in the fields. Yeah. Mm. Get a nice bearskin rug. Yeah. Treat that like your fifis. <laughs> My precious fifis. Mm. Oh. So how you doing this week, Denzel? I feel like shit right now. I'm All not right, going to lie to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little tired. But, yeah, other than that, I'm doing all right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm not going to front on you for that. Oh, man. It's been it's been a wild weekend, Chet. Yeah, you know, things happened. Bruce came down from L.A., yeah. uh, as we explained in some of the bonus content, that you can find up on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RealNerdHours. Ten bucks for video, five bucks for audio, one dollar for funsies. Yeah, that's me. I'm in there for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank all of our supporters. Shout outs to all y'all. I want to give a quick shout out to everybody who's supporting us. Brian R, Jason LF, Brady R, Rory M, Gigawarp, Dr. Dirty D. Justin M, Joey F, Joseph C, Sean C. Susan K, Pickle F, John O, Francisco H, Decent C, Ryan S, Lee, Connor N, James A W, Smitty, C J W, Mike C, Max T, Vidal S, Ty, Mr. Tooth, <laughs> N J, Michael V, Saul G. Patrick M, Charles K, Dad, who's neither of our fathers, <laughs> William TK, Danny P, Adrian T, and of course Chet. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everybody for your support, your continued support throughout through these trying times. Yes, you know With, times is tough out here. It's, yeah, we're out here struggling on the streets. You're helping us eat. You're helping us drink. Getting yeah. it in. You're you're funding my video games. That's that's all I've spent all this Patreon money on is just video games. So I can stream stuff for you and we can talk about video games. You see how it comes all back? Yeah, yeah. You see we're giving back to the people. I've been saving it so I can buy better equipment. You see, that's even smarter. <laughs> that's much more responsible. But you know what? We out here living. Yeah. Thanks everybody for your support. Again, it's invaluable to us, even though there is a dollar amount attached to it. We just just knowing that people enjoy our content enough to even pay for it is fucking amazing. It's priceless. Dude. I dare say. Yeah. Fucking priceless. Yeah. Although there is a dollar amount attached yes. to it. <laughs> you, you, you can literally put a price on it. However. <laughs> However. We do, we do appreciate it. Yeah. Over the weekend, or at least on Monday, I believe, I posted both the, the latest PTO episode and the Power Hour video that we did. 
and both of them are up there both of them are enjoyable yeah the pto episode is about a con story or several con stories <laughs> yeah. jammed into one episode it's, it's spent, one con story that kind of led into other inspired con stories yes indeed indeed and the power hour this time is about chet's heartbreak chet's yep. experience with heartbreak we didn't play a game or anything like that we, we just, just did that crawled up in them shits <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so that's that's what's going on this week on the or this month on the patreon so far i'm gonna put up some outtakes a little bit later on this month yeah, yeah. that's got a big rant from me yeah it's yes about 55 minutes long it's it's quite <laughs> it's quite the impassioned tale yeah yeah i shouldn't have ever said anything i didn't know i was gonna go off on a tirade that long yeah well you did yeah i did and here we have it <laughs> yeah it were and the people will have it soon enough yeah yeah so once again chet and i didn't watch any movies or anime yep we out here being lazy i mean or not or we're out here being busy one or the other Take your yeah pick. yeah i would say i would say it's more so the latter than the former yeah actually i was doing real life things i wasn't watching movies oh what were you doing in real life i was trying to find a place to live uh oh yeah i my lease is up for my apartment pretty soon and so I'm paying $2,300 a month for my apartment right now. Hold, hold, I'm sorry, what? It's split between four people. Well, even with that said. I'm in a pretty high... People want to live where I live. Is like, it also... My apartment's it a four not that bedroom? Great. It's three bedroom. What the fuck? I, hey. I mean, we, we made enough money to, to afford it. You know, it's not, it's not the, the I mean, cheapest, but it's the it, principle of it. Yeah. Well, I agree. And I, I thought that was a bit high for moving in there in the first place, but we needed a place and we didn't, we kind of lollygagged when it came to finding a place last year because my lease was up. We wanted to get a new, another roommate. So we would go from two bedrooms up to three and you know, there's kind of, there's some advantages and disadvantages with that. But they wanted us to renew and they're like, okay, well, because, you know, land values and, you know, as, as rent will do, we're going to raise it. So it'll be about $2,500 a month. Oh, they can go fuck themselves. That's exactly what I told them because 2300 a month for that place was a stretch in the first place. And then they're telling me, well, if we were to rent this out, this same apartment out to someone else, we would be charging about $3,000. And I just looked at him like, okay, yeah, sure. That's, that's cool. You want $2,500 from me per month? Suck my dick. And so we're not going to, we're not going to renew over there. Yeah, man. It's really weird because I feel like our apartments are comparably sized. Unless if I'm tripping. Because like, I don't know if you've ever been back into my bedroom. I have it's like I, I mean i would say mine's a bit bigger but that's only because it's a three bedroom yeah so like if we were to just chop off one of those rooms it would be pretty comparable yeah but yeah i so i've had to look for a new place to live now i want a house 
I don't want to buy a house just yet. I don't really have, I don't got like that. Patreon.com slash real nerd hours. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got it like that. But I want to at least rent a house just because I kind of hate being in apartments. I don't want to deal with neighbors that are attached to me. I don't want to deal with having no fucking property. I don't want to deal with having to worry about keeping everyone else up at night. Don't want to have to worry about parking for when people come over. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a huge fucking thing for me. So, wanted a house. And again, we were going to be with... We were looking for a three-bedroom for four people. Well, one of the guys dropped out. So now we're back to looking for a two-bedroom for three people. And there's not as many two-bedroom houses as there are three-bedrooms. And the two-bedrooms are comparably priced to the three-bedrooms. So, yeah, it's a little bit harder to pay for. Yeah. So I ended up in an apartment again and uh, <laughs> in an area that I don't want to be. But the place is actually pretty sweet. Like the apartment's sick. But that's just another year yet extending my goal of living in a fucking house and not dealing with being in an apartment. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's looking for a place out in California. That's the worst part because I know these places aren't worth the money that they're asking for. But people like, will pay them. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. This is this is one of the conversations that people have constantly, right? Yeah. It's like, well, why do people deserve a $15 an hour minimum wage? Well, they can't afford to live anywhere within distance of where their work is right so somebody says well why don't they just move somewhere else because there aren't that many jobs elsewhere right if you move to a town that has three thousand people and you know suddenly that number number doubles to six thousand it's going to be a bit before those jobs catch up or before even the houses catch up yeah like, you can't just suddenly go populate some deserted area and expect the town to pop up overnight yeah. it takes time so and there's jobs where there's people and there's demand where there's jobs. Yeah. And I don't think it's, it's really fucking crazy to me that people are charging as much as they are for living quarters in California. It's ridiculous. San Diego. Uh, this hurts my heart to say, but it's not as nice as it used to be yeah. as far as like the weather goes. Yeah. It's been hotter. It's than, been hotter and it's been rainier in the yeah. last few years and it's just like dog you can't get away with charging people whatever the fuck you want just because it's San Diego. Yeah. San Diego isn't that dope of a destination I guess. A lot of people like it as a vacation spot but I don't know it, it, there's stuff to do but you either need to pay a bunch of money for it or it's the kind of thing that's cool to do once in a while yeah like balboa park has a ton of shit going on but how many times are you really going to go out there how many times are you going to go see the museums exactly yeah there's only but so many times i can go to the zoo sea world or the wild animal park yeah it's uh, oh god the, <laughs> the housing market really fucks me up because there was a story that came out recently about a dude who's living in Mark Zuckerberg's garage yeah. with his whole family. And it's like, dog, this is this is what California's become. And San Diego wants to be 
Northern Californian housing so fucking badly. It's trying its best. And it's just like, dog, the job market's not there to support it. Not that many people make that kind of money. The money that you see in NorCal is a direct effect of software engineering. Right. People making billions of dollars. Yeah. And the reason why software engineering is so big in NorCal is because there are other software engineers up there. Right. If it, Apple wasn't up there initially or Google wasn't up there initially, those other companies wouldn't have sprung up around there. Right. I mean, when you have some of the most talented people in a field working for these specific companies that, you know, you have Apple employees, Google employees that are really good and decided, "Hey, I'm going to do my own thing." Well, I'm already here. I already have the infrastructure. I already know all the people here. I can just start my own company here. There's no need to move. And so it just kind of, it's a self-sustaining machine. Exactly. You know, not the housing. (laughs) There was a short period of time when people were looking for draws in San Diego to kind of bring people down from Silicon Valley, like LA has, or Portland has, or Seattle has. And it's, I try to explain to people as best as I can that the draw for those places isn't the same as San Diego, California. The problem is, at least in San Francisco, you have access to talent. LA has access to celebrity, basically. Right, yeah. San Diego is just too close to LA for people to want to come down here to work. Yeah, it's a really strange thing. Sometimes it kind of comes in waves, at least from what I've noticed, where every once in a while, a bunch of people from LA and like a bunch of business from LA just comes on down and then moves right on back. Yep. There's been multiple times that I can think of where people were like, oh yeah, San Diego's the next Hollywood and then nothing happens. But there's this huge boom in like the film industry in San Diego and then it just dries the fuck up. And then it comes back and then it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, it's because they don't offer the same kind of tax incentives and they're not willing to put in the work to allow them. Because it's the really weird part about San Diego is that as far as money goes, I don't think it's being run that well. As far as like local politics and shit, especially with the school districts and shit, like as far as how tax money goes to school districts, it's really fucking insane. I don't know too specifically any of the school stuff, but I do know that the the general public, if you tell them, yo, you're getting taxed one more cent, they're like, no, fuck that. Yeah. I mean, it's at least in my mind, you just need people... I guess with more influence to come to San Diego to kind of not not necessarily strong arm, but kind of seduce yeah. the the leadership in the city to allow tax incentives for things like film, things like so- software engineering. Yeah. Because when you call the city, basically, and this was I was trying to start a company a few years ago, and basically they have two very obvious tax incentives that they're willing to tell people about okay. every other tax incentive is like under the under the sheets and shit yeah. and then you gotta you gotta go get a meeting with somebody to get a meeting with somebody yeah. so you can find out the one is hiring veterans you get like a 15 percent rebate on their salaries if you <laughs> hire them and they're working full time okay and it's like veterans and ex-cons i think okay so you get you get a pretty sweet incentive for that. Well, there's plenty of veterans out here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
and I can't remember what the other one was, but it was like five percent, and it was okay. just worthless. Yeah, it's just like dog. Like why? Why would why would anybody go for either of these? Like why would anybody with any kind of desire want to start up a film or any kind of other industry company in San Diego? Even even looking at tax incentives for like shit like oh this is a black owned business in this specific part of town, like they won't tell you about any of those. Oh, that's, yeah, that's dumb. All right. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, and also not not saying that the, that was the specific incentives that incentive that I saw as far as like being of a certain race and starting a business in a certain part of town. It's just like you would expect there to be some sort of effort to let people know that these are the kinds of things that you can expect from the city to help you grow your business. Right. But I think part of the issue is a lot of companies start satellite offices here and they don't need any additional help yeah. or they've got venture capital money and they can kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. I think it's a lot of the latter. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, actually, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of both now. Yeah, because I mean, my the company that I do most of my work for, they have a satellite office in LA just to have an LA address so they can get LA work. Yep. And I, yeah, same, same kind of deal happens a lot of times where it's like, well, we don't actually use this, this, this station out in Flagstaff, but we pay Flagstaff taxes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, these people are paid out of our Flagstaff office. Our payroll is run out of Flagstaff, which I'm pretty sure is illegal, actually. I, yeah, I think to an extent. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> real fed hours. Yeah. <laughs> Once you cross state lines, things get real fucky. Yeah, they do. They do. And I don't think, I don't think it's starting a company is fucking almost worthless to a certain degree. Yeah. It's in LA, at least to my recollection, the founder of the company that I worked for had basically a direct line to the mayor's office and he could, he and a bunch of other very, very powerful Hollywood folks could essentially talk the mayor into allowing certain tax incentives. Jeez. So after a certain point, their influence had dwindled a little bit uh-huh. and the tax incentives in Toronto got out of fucking control. Oh yeah. There was for a short period of time, Toronto was offering the most ridiculous rebate for companies willing to move to Toronto and hire Torontonians to do the work. So what they were doing was basically you get X amount of money back for the construction that you were doing on your building. So if you had to do a full build out, I think you got 10% back. And then for every employee that you hired, you got 25% back on taxes. But that was for the first year. Okay. And after that, you paid normal Torontonian taxes. Okay. And I assume those rebates were there for people to be able to get a leg up better so they can, you know, do a bit more work or get more work done. And I'm sure it's about the same. The same thing is probably going on in Montreal right now. A few companies have moved from Vancouver to Montreal. Huh. And I'm sure it's because of taxes. Yeah. 
It's, it's always insane. because of taxes. It's always because of money. Well, yeah. People need money. They want to get paid. It's That's fun. what we all want, baby. Yeah. Yep. That's all I want. I want to get paid. There's a there's something to be said though about a company that makes enough money to not need any tax rebates. Oh, that's for sure. But even so, like, I mean, Apple got in a bunch of trouble because they did some real shitty tax practices by going through Ireland and like channeling all their funds through there. And yep, yep. I mean, it's it's fucking Apple. They don't need any more money, and yet they're still just clinging to every little bit they can. Yeah, it's because the money money generates more money, essentially. Yeah. So they say, oh, we saved this much by doing our shady Irish shit. Yep. And the investors are like, what? You kept that much money? Take hey. more. <laughs> Take more. And then their stock price goes up. Yep. And then everybody else sees the stock price starting to go up and the stupid people buy. They're oh, just God. like, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Take that. Take that. If you're investing in Apple now, I mean, for one, how much is it per share? It's absurd. I know. It's probably around 300, 350, yeah. something like so that. So you're not going to get that big of a return on your investment. You, If you drop $35,000 getting 100 shares, it goes up 1%. That's insane overall because you're talking about billions but you're only going to get one percent back okay cool you made a nice another one three hundred fifty dollars you can buy one more share now yeah congratulations so i checked the stock price it's 157 157 all right well that's not it's about half as bad as i just explained yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's crazy money is crazy yeah so I'm gonna uh, before I post it on the Patreon, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little tech tip with you this week. Got a got a small little tech tip, and look, there's nothing that can be said for good preparation. If you prepare well, shit's probably still gonna go wrong, but at least you had a plan. Yep. And look, far be it for me to question anybody's ability to plan. They're planning style, I guess. Sure. But there are good things to do and bad things to do. Shooting off the hip in IT is bad. Yeah. You don't shoot off the hip, especially when you're doing a product upgrade or a service upgrade in your building. Mm. You don't shoot from the hip. No. You never, ever, ever shoot from the hip. It's a bad look. Yeah. So... I'm going to tell a short story. There's probably going to be a longer version on on the outtakes episode. But essentially, one of the best times that I had ever was when I went to Vegas with one of the companies I used to work with. So basically, long story short, I come down to San Diego. I have to drive back to L.A. so I can get back to work. They call me and say, hey, we're going to go out to Vegas this weekend to set up these nodes. And I say, okay. They say, how long will it take you to get here? I say, four hours, three hours, something like that. And so I get on the road. I get to work. We get in the car and immediately we start driving out. And the four-hour drive was used, at least with my boss, my former boss, was used to plan out every step. And prior to that, 
he was planning in the building when he called me. So for a whole eight hours, he was doing nothing but planning. He's a very smart person. So initially, I thought, oh, man, this is going to go all sorts of fucking wrong. There's no way this is going to turn out well with only eight hours of planning. But no. I was fucking wrong. There are very few people in this world that can come up with a plan on short notice and have it work. He's one of those people. Mm. What you need to do is hire a project manager and get one of the staff members that you have and you sit down and you plan meticulously every step, every procedure, everything that needs to happen. Because this person that I used to work with was able to remember everything. Well... He knew every single IP address in the building, everything that we needed to connect to, and what procedures, what steps we needed to take in order to set something up. Whenever I asked him a question about anything involving our office hardware, even shit outside of that, he always had an answer. All right. Always. And it was always the right one. This was a, this was a rarity. It was like being struck by lightning. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Very impressive. He's he's fantastic at what he does. It's 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 unfathomable. It's unfathomable how good he was is at his job. It's fucking insane. It's like he only works, but in in this instance, we did a we did a product upgrade at our office and it went tits up all i all i can say really is always take the time to plan do your research on the products that you have and if nobody's ever seen the products that you have between you and other staff members make sure that somebody sits down reads the manual (laughs) yeah and gets to know the product very well or you, you better pony up for training one of those two otherwise everybody's fucked forever yeah if you, I, I run into that at one place. We had a, a pretty complex server and there was one person in the office who knew how it would work. And even like he's not really an IT person. He just kind of learned how it worked. Well, he would be out of the office for weeks at a time on shoots or on vacation or whatever. You know, he would just be gone. And there were two other people who had a vague idea of how to do really basic troubleshooting, AKA how to turn it off and back on again. (laughs) And if something went wrong with that server, we couldn't work on anything. And if it was beyond turning it off and on again, we were luckily they didn't really hesitate to call in a technician when it came to that point. But if, if they had been any stingier, it would have been, ruinous to yeah. the company. I know people who work for companies that would be that stingy. They would say, here's the manual, look it up, figure it out. And now you have someone who's never done this before trying to figure this shit out on the fly and essentially the fate of the company is in their hands. That's exactly the kind of company I work for now. Sweet. They will not pay for support for any of the hardware that we buy that makes no goddamn sense (laughs) it makes no sense because there are definitely some things that you can fix with hardware right Sure. but support doesn't only cover like troubleshooting it also comes bundled with warranties in a lot of cases so if you're not paying for support you're not getting a warranty 
Ah. And if you don't get a warranty, if something shits out on you after 30 or maybe 90 days, if you're lucky, then you're fucked. You're done. And even in this instance right now with the hardware that we have in the office, the new hardware that we bought, we have no warranty on any of that stuff. Sweet. Because for whatever reason, he decided to buy it from a third party that wasn't a licensed uh, seller of these goods. And this is another big fucking fell off the scam. back of a truck. Right, dude? Ah, jeez. This is a huge fucking scam now. At least in my eyes. It's, it's a racket. So if you buy your products from somebody who's not officially licensed to sell these products, what happens is you have to pay the company to send out one of their licensed partners to come examine the gear that you have to verify that it's recertifiable for them. Okay. So let's say in this instance, we have Juniper switches. I contact Juniper because one of the switches is fucking around. They say, well, you bought it from a third party seller. So we have to contact one of the partners down in San Diego to have them examine your equipment so we can make sure that it's qualifiable for warranty. And after that, you can purchase a warranty. So I asked them, how much is it to have somebody come out and recertify? It's $2,500. I... And it's just like, dog, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I, that's probably... Probably more than the discount he got from buying it off the third party. Yeah, exactly. He, he likes to buy things off of eBay. Oh, dude. Yeah, he likes to just buy shit off of eBay, sometimes Amazon. I mean, Amazon at least, you know, can usually you can get first-party sellers or, you know, but... It's a reputable source. Yeah, yeah, but eBay? Shit. Yeah, eBay eBay is some next-level shit. You just buy a bunch of questionable things off of there. I mean, even if it's used, it's coming from a questionable source, as did the switches that we purchased. Sweet. It's really, it's really fucking annoying, man. So twofold, the problem here is twofold, right? We didn't plan anything because for reasons that I went into in the previous episode, it'll end up in the outtakes. And because he refused to pay for support, he didn't want to pay to have somebody come out and recertify the gear. And it's just like, dog, you're really... You're really shooting us in the fucking foot here. Yeah, man. You really are. But, you know, some people make bad decisions. And this is why when you work in IT, you have two options here, right? If you've got some experience in IT, you start up your own managed service provider. And then you go out and you get these licenses and you get these partnerships with people to be able to bolster your own brand, right? So let's say in this instance, you become that Juniper certified partner, Mm -hmm. licensed partner or whatever the fuck it's called. Then you can go out yourself and recertify gear for people. And then you can also sell people on your fucking shit, whatever the fuck you want. Like, oh, I do phone systems. I do this. I do that. That's what you do. But fuck, man. (laughs) Some people just make really, really poor decisions. And if you're sitting at home asking Denzel, why didn't you try to talk him out of it? Bitch, I tried. (laughs) Bitch, I fucking tried. And, you know, he's he's, he's not the type of person who really 
who really listens to me. Like he doesn't, I don't, he doesn't value my opinion at all. Well, cause he's the boss and you're just the underling. Yeah. That's basically what I can gather. Yeah. It's as if I don't have seven years experience and he's a fucking programmer. Whereas I worked in actual IT or Sweet. work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I, I can't stand it when quote unquote authority can't listen to good advice. Like, I understand to a point where it's like, if someone has 40 years experience over you and you're telling them something they've already heard a million times, okay, I can understand them brushing that aside. But if your level of experience is comparable and you just happen to be in the senior position, maybe you should shut up and listen for a second. Maybe. Yeah. Do do what Do what you want. All right, so somebody somebody came through with the question. It was Samurai Jack the Face Ripper, and he was wondering our thoughts on diversity casting. Yeah, and this, I mean, that was basically all he asked as the question, but he also posted a link to a an article talking about, or that John Boyega was talking about how Game of Thrones is pretty uh, ethnically... Uh, homogenous yeah now when it comes to diversity in high fantasy settings like lord of the rings for example where you get your quote diversity is that you have different sort of species so you got your elves and your orcs and your dwarves and your hobbits and whatever but when you have humans they're probably going to be mostly anglo-saxon looking you know northern european western european looking people and that's just kind of what we've come to know you know there's not there's no dark main characters in harry potter i know there's some side characters that are black but again set in england specifically wizards it's not really like that big of a stretch however when you've got things set in modern times you've got things set in say los angeles New York, better see some color. Because that's just how it is in life. I, I heard some people kind of making jokes about how in Spider-Man Homecoming, it was a really diverse cast. You know, you've got white Spider-Man played by Tom Holland. Then you've got the the thick Asian best friend, probably South Asian, Filipino. Oh, fat. No, nah, no, nah, he's thick with four C's. He's also a child. <laughs> so give it two years, baby. I don't know how old that guy is. <laughs> uh, but then you had the 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 two female characters, the two female main characters were both like mixed black. Um and but it was set in New York, it's set in Queens. That's really not a stretch. You know, you had a uh, Flash was played by an Indian guy. You know, none of this really seems out of place in New York. If you were in, say, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin, that might seem a little forced. But this was Queens. You know, if you had 30 white characters as your main cast, that would look forced. That would seem out of place. Yeah. I mean, if you you watch shows like Girls, for instance, you see white New York. Yeah. So if you went from watching Girls to watching... 
Spider-Man Homecoming, you might say, oh, what the fuck is all this forced diversity? Yeah. There, there aren't this many coloreds <laughs> in New York. But in reality, it's very diverse. It's very diverse. And a lot of big cities are like that. Most urban areas are really diverse just because it's where the jobs are. So that's actually been the case throughout a lot of history. It's not a recent thing where, you know, suddenly there's all these immigrants coming in. No, when there was a, there was a big hullabaloo because there was some show set in ancient Rome and some historical figure, I forget who, was played by a black guy. And people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a historical figure. That's a real person. Why is he black? Was it Spartacus? I don't remember. I do know that this did happen with Hannibal in, I forget what series it was, but it's set in Carthage. And there was, Carthage was kind of a cultural center and there were a lot of different sort of tribes, as it were, that would congregate there. And Hannibal, they said, well, he's probably one of these guys. There's a good chance that Hannibal was actually a black general. And so, but people lost their minds because like, this is set in ancient Greece. Why is there a black man? Well, Greece is actually really close to North Africa. And what's in North Africa? Africans. <laughs> Crazy, <What>? right? <laughs> when you hear about like the Syrian refugee crisis, I know a lot of those people, you know, aren't black, but you wouldn't call them white. No, you wouldn't. And they're real close to the Mediterranean. That's why you got a bunch of these people in Italy and in Greece and in all like I don't know, people just don't put these two and two together. Uh Apologies for not having more sources and more historical facts. Dan, <laughs> this episode's pretty unplanned, and neither of us are really like at a hundred percent. Very true. Uh, but basically, my my main points when it comes to diversity casting is don't force it because if if you don't don't engage in tokenism is more. My main points when it comes to diversity is don't engage in tokenism because if you have a cast of 30 white people and one black person, now that black person just looks way more out of place, especially if they're just some side character. Like it's the dumbest thing. Like not another teen movie poked fun at this where he was the, the token black guy and all he would do is say, damn, shit, that is whack. And it was whack as shit. You know, that, that was the point. That, that was the joke they were making. Like, you know, these these shows were set in L.A. Or these movies were set in L.A. And places like that. And, no, just one black kid in the school. All right. Yeah. No, makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second point is there were more diverse cities throughout all of time. Just because something takes place before the 1700s doesn't mean black people didn't exist. You know, there were there were trade routes that ran from Rome to China. That means there were probably Chinese people in Rome. Just how these things work. Yeah, very true. So based on based on what I read in the article, it just seems like he didn't watch the show. Yeah. And it's just like he's not into it if there are just white people in it. And of course the casting director comes out and capes for oh, we made 
two of the only speaking people of color in the show. We gave them lines so people should be satisfied because the book has nothing but white people in it. So... I mean, what do you want us to do? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe he's more concerned that there aren't that many black people who are in very prominent roles. Because, like, I'm not going to front on the two black people in the show. Maybe three, depending on what season you're in. I'm pretty sure that there was a black guy who was uh, one of the slavers at Slavers Bay. Or maybe he was working with, like the cult of the undying or something like that but there was there was definitely another black guy in it but this is this is just fantasy written by a white dude about white people doing white shit <laughs> with dragons and shit yeah and even even the villains are called white walkers and it's just, <laughs> everything about that show is super white they have Message. gigantic dogs for pets yeah, Although, that, that, that's pretty fucking white, too. There are horses. <laughs> Only white people ride horses. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I don't know. Like, as far as how I feel about forced diversity in casting, like I don't care for it because it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, especially if they cast somebody who is there to act like a stereotype. You know what I mean? Like Tyrese Gibson, for instance, in any of the Transformers movies. He's a loud, boisterous black guy. And it's just like, well, this character could have been played by anybody, in all honesty, because he doesn't add anything to the movie. He's just a caricature of a specific race of people. It's not that he has any specific insight or anything that's super helpful to the team he's just kind of there and that's how i feel with a lot of characters in movies and tv a lot of these people don't even need to be of specific races because they're just people doing people shit yeah sexual orientation and gender don't really make that big of a difference to me so what you can do is just take dice and roll them for whatever specs you want a character to have you can just get on the mass effect character generator and just click keep keep clicking random until you get something that's aesthetically pleasing and that's what you can do in a lot of these shows race gender none of that really makes a difference because if it's not tied to something in history if it's something that's made up it really doesn't make that big of a difference yep and i i would i would fuck with black high fantasy high fantasy involving black people yeah why don't we have that there there are a few series of books that have come out that were specifically involving African fantasy, but I don't remember what they were called and they yeah. came out relatively recently. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a recent kind of thing. But my guess is that even if they had been out before and if there are a bunch out now, which I'm sure there are, uh, they're not popular. Like Yo, white, one of the things that kills me about the whole diversity talk shit is that you hear a lot of people saying like, Oh, you don't need to relate with the person on screen. But then once it's changed to a person of color, then it's, suddenly it's, it's an I outrage. Can, I can't relate to this. Yeah. I can't. 
what is this go watch every other movie that exists <laughs> yeah even <laughs> fuck yeah but i mean to me it's never made that big of a difference but somebody explained it to me recently and it started to make sense but i forgot what their explanation was <laughs> but i did remember that they had a reasonable argument for why <laughs> diversity matters on screen and television at least for children but not adults right and it there's your kids shouldn't be watching game of thrones anyway no they should not it's a lot of sex it's a lot of violence and there's some incest in there yeah don't don't expose your kids to incest don't don't like, like, don't want to fuck their brother or sister yeah don't let that be a thing they know about for a bit <laughs> shit yeah, yeah. I, I can actually kind of rant on that for a bit but the mini rant is uh simulated incest is a really popular porn category right now what yeah like between hentai and then like it's also becoming more popular on like in actual porn and it'll be like oh this dude's blackmailing his stepsister and you know they're consenting adults but although i don't know about blackmailing that's but, <laughs> definitely rape uh, yeah that's okay well I mean, that's 110 percent rape all right so we'll, we'll cut out the rape fantasy part of it but it's still you know okay so say they you know stepsister wants to cheer up the brother who just broke up with with her with his girlfriend well now you're putting that into the heads of you know kids who shouldn't be watching this in the first place but you know they're going to be watching it anyway don't put that shit on the front page that's weird yeah that's i don't know incest uh, incest is bad bad news i mean the one good thing i can say is that it's always stepsister stepmother step whatever so they're not blood related <laughs> but <laughs> yeah nah don't do that <laughs> yeah dude or do i don't give a fuck this is not my any of my business but you know probably shouldn't expose any children to that yeah definitely but back on the diversity bit speaking of white people uh that's an incest joke you know <laughs> oh <laughs> uh there was a comic I read from a black artist and I had a similar experience in my life. Um, it was, he, he was a young kid just drawing his, his, his little comic and his dad comes over and he looks at him. It's like, you know, Hey, what's, what's your John? He's like, Oh, I'm making a comic. And he's like, Oh, who's that? And he's like, Oh, that's the main character. You know, he's, he's the superhero. And his dad's like, Oh, why isn't he black? And he's like, I don't know, because he isn't. It's like, but you're black. You know, this is your character. Why isn't he black? And he's like, because there are no black superheroes. The superheroes aren't black. And he's like, well, make one. And so he started drawing a lot of a lot more black people. He started drawing some some tone on them. I'm not gonna say that that's you know, it speaks to all of race relationships relations in the U.S. But I had a similar experience where I didn't want to draw brown characters. Cause I never saw them. Like my favorite characters were Mega Man and Goku, and you know, they were all white. I'll also say that white people are easier to draw because you know you don't have to fill in any. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, most of the popular media that you see as as a kid in video games, on TV and cartoons, 
they're mostly going to be white and you just accept that as the default as an American and you feel like like you're different you know yeah you are different and people I'm and people try to as much as people like to say like oh no you're just an American or people like to pretend like that's the case like oh no you're just treated like everybody else here in America <laughs> the fuck you are the fuck you are we could get into this for years, oh, years. but I'm, I'm I'm gonna stop myself right there yeah I would say one of the the aspects of white privilege is just being the default like when you say as white privilege is largely a eurocentric american centric australian you know most of our listeners you know <laughs> but not feeling like you're something else yeah when somebody says like i want to be able to shout white pride in the streets my question is what the fuck does that even mean yeah so black pride was a response to being told that you were undesirable that we don't want you in our schools we don't want you drinking from the same water fountains we don't want you near any of us like segregation was popping so and people, it wasn't by our design no not at all it was like we weren't black people weren't the ones that said oh fuck it let's Let's segregate this yeah, shit. Yeah, I want this shitty water fountain. Yeah. Nobody said that. Nobody at all. Right? So when people say, I want to be able to go out in the street and say, white pride. Okay. Like, cool. what, is, what does that mean? Why not American pride? Yeah. Right? You can shout American pride all day. I will shout American pride all day. Yeah. It, but, like, even if you're going to say, I want to say white American pride. Well, I mean, if you're the same type of person who says all black people are from Africa and they need to go back to Africa, how about you go claim your fucking European roots? Right. Why don't you say Italian pride? Take take a trip out to Germany and see how different you feel. Say German pride. Yeah. Actually, yeah, go ahead and say German pride. No one's going to hate on you for that. No. That's a culture that's, that's... you they've, got something. They've got a well-established good culture. Yeah. American culture is literally a hodgepodge of a lot of different cultures. And might I say, black people being the coolest part of that. You're welcome. You, you, You're welcome, rock music. <laughs> You're welcome, Beatles. Remember Elvis Presley? Yeah. Yeah, we gave him to you. You're welcome, Elvis. I will I mean I will say that there is American culture, but it's it's regional. You know, there's west coast culture there's northeastern culture there's midwest culture southern etc so when you like when you say white do you mean irish and happen to be living in oregon pride because then you can say irish pride you can say oregonian pride you can say american but when you say white it doesn't mean it it's such a blanket term and the reason why we can't say you know, Nigerian pride, Congolese pride. It goes, well, you know what? We had that shit stolen from us. Nobody knows where they're from. I did no. my research and I can venture a guess and say that I'm probably Nigerian. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I only know where my dad is from. That, yeah. My mom is from Louisiana. I have no idea where her family was kidnapped from. And I don't know where my dad's family was kidnapped from. So, but they yeah. Barbados and American. So if, this is another thing that really pisses me off. Like, why do why do people say like African American? 
Oh, yeah, it, I don't like, like that. <laughs> how far back do you need to go in order to just be considered just an American? <laughs> yeah, man, my family's been here. My, well, my, my dad's side of the family has been here longer than a lot of uh, a lot of white families I know. Where yeah. they say, oh, yeah, my grandpa immigrated from the Ukraine. Or, yeah, my great-grandpa was from England. Okay, so I'm more American than you. Why are you just American and I'm African-American? Yeah, I'm. we're just fucking Americans here, dog. If you, I swear to God, if you want to tell me that, oh, you must be African-American. No, I'm just American. You're European-American. Yeah. You piece of shit. <laughs> and it's just like, dog, just, ah, oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. We could go on for yeah. fucking ever. You know, sorry if it's something that's kind of, if it's a concept that's hard to understand. It's really one of those things that if you haven't lived it, you may never understand it. So my advice, if you if you find yourself wanting to just type up a storm and tell us about how all of our points are invalid, just shut up and listen. You know what? <laughs> this is this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna invite you to send me a message on Reddit. If you disagree, or you can shoot one to the email. If you disagree, just let me know, and then I'll come on here and systematically flame that ass for it. Oh yeah, we we could get into it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. If you cite Sargon of Akkad oh, or any of these YouTube shitheads as like your your main points for as the source of your information, just get banned from the subreddit. <laughs> I'm going to fucking flame you. I'm going to light you ablaze verbally. Oh, because goddamn, go do some actual research. Go read a fucking book. If, Don't if, just sit there and listen. If, and have this fucking information fed to you. If I find you cite a source that has been cited on Stormfront.com, if you use Breitbart as a source, oh god, there are certain levels of sources that I'm not willing to accept. Let's say the analog for liberal news, Vox. You send me a Vox link or a Slate link. Oh, I'm, I'm now disregarding this. your shit. Now this. Yeah. God damn. That went off the rails. Yep. <laughs> Samurai Jack, the face ripper. I hope that answered your question. And then some. And then some. Um, going back to more content on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Juice Campbell says, hey, dudes, I hear you talk about hip hop quite often and I love it. But I was wondering if you guys listen to any heavy metal at all. If so, what bands and albums do you like? Also, IPAs suck and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Damn right. Damn fucking right. Heavy metal chat. Yeah, I uh, there was a bit when I fucked with heavy metal, pretty heavy. Uh, except I would actually say it dipped more into like prog rock. So I was really into Steve Vai. I mean, I, st I still fuck with Steve Vai, uh, Joe Satriani, Dream Theater, just John Petrucci in general. Just really like heavy guitar work, like the the super virtuosic guitarist. Like that was what I really went for. Largely because I listened to a lot of Guilty Gear music. And that's really technical metal. Um, you know, some of the newer, more popular stuff, I would say, was like uh, Mastodon, The Fall of Troy. <sighs> not too much, not too much, really, outside of what I've, what I've listed. I'm cool with metal, but there's a, I'm really picky about it. It has to be more melodic than 
than a lot of metal tends to be. It can't just be heavy and screaming and double bass just going at it. You know, there's got to be something to it. So if you have any suggestions along those lines, you know, let me know. And if you have no idea who I'm talking about, check them out because you'll hear some some fantastic guitar work. Swag. Me? No, I never listened to heavy metal. I did fuck around with indie rock for a little bit, uh, as in like Interpol, ooh, The Strokes. They're fun. Yeah, bands like that. Yeah. Block Party, Arctic Monkeys, early 2000s Arctic Monkeys, yeah. not current Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. I did have a very, very, very brief stint with power metal. Oh, man. So I was listening to Dragon Force yep. and a, a few other bands. I don't recall them because I just, they never stuck. Yeah. And it was mainly because I had started playing guitar around then. And one of my coworkers also played guitar and he could play all of that shit. Oh. And I was just like, I want to be that good. So I started listening to a lot of it, started playing it, and then I stopped playing guitar. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Portuguese Charlie says, Portuguese Charlie says, just watched My Hero Academia to where it currently is at. Why does everyone hype up this anime so much? I feel the aesthetics, and I love that it reminds me of Western comics at times, but it has an extremely predictable story. What do you guys think are the pros and cons of My Hero Academia, and do you think it'll be worth keeping up with on a weekly basis? Um, I, I think it's so popular because it's one of the few quality animes that's been released. Like, there, after a certain point, or one of the few quality action anime. Yeah. Because I don't watch anything other than action anime, as I've stated multiple times. Yep. And I think it's so popular because it is so refreshing. It's a little bit reminiscent of One Punch Man in that it is somewhat parroting American comics to a certain degree. Yeah. You have superheroes in a very traditional superhero way fighting super villains or whatever. And whereas One Punch Man is just a hardline parody, yeah. this is more paying homage to that. And it's done well. Yeah, it really it the creator really loves American comics. Like before he created this series, he was really into American comics. And that shows, you know. I would say, yeah, it's it's because it's the only good shonen, good new shonen that's out right now. Like it's only been One Punch Man and Hero Academia since like Naruto's done, Bleach is out, One Piece is still going, but you know, the quality of that show is really low. This has a much higher budget. It's not done year round. Like they take breaks instead of putting in filler, things like that. It just makes it more appealing. Plus like the whole high school setting for supernatural high school setting is really just has so much potential. Like Harry Potter was the same thing just with wizards effectively. So here's superheroes and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a fun show. If you don't really fuck with the story, it does get, actually, I don't remember where the, the show is at right now, but there are a lot of 
pitfalls that other shows probably would have fallen into that it avoids. You think they're going to go one way and they go another. So I would say the story isn't, it's not, it's not mind blowing, but they take the high road kind of whenever possible. That's interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into spoilers, but you know, you there's a character that really could go the way of Sasuke, all <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm not going to say what happens with it, but it's cool. <laughs> Sasuke, <laughs> Naruto. Oh, jeez. Hold on. What was that song? I see blood when a ninja cries. <laughs> did, did you ever hear that? Is that Eddie Rath? Eddie Rath. That's <laughs> yeah. who it is. Eddie Rath. God, crank that Uchiha. <laughs> oh, shit. God damn. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper wants to know, with all the new Netflix stuff dropping in the next few months, Stranger Things 2, Bright, Defenders, Punisher, Death Note, Etc. Etc. Which, if any, are you looking forward to? Also, do you think that services such as Netflix and other streaming sites will ever dethrone broadcast and ta- cable TV, or do you think it will remain artificially supported by premium movie channels and sports and an aging population of TV viewers? To cover the first one. I'm extremely, extremely, extremely hyped for Bright. That looks cool as fuck. You know, I'm not familiar with that one. It's the Will Smith like present day fantasy movie. Oh yeah, Did that looks cool as shit. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. I was so amped. I was so amped, especially in the trailer when they pull out the magical wand and the yep. orc is like, "Yo, that's basically like a WMD. <laughs> like, that's a nuke, dog." And I was just like, "Yeah." yeah. Papa Bless. Yeah. Papa Bless. It looks cool as shit, though. Yeah. I'd fuck with it. Uh, let's see. I mean, I enjoyed Stranger Things, so I'm yeah. looking forward to, to what they've got. I think it's going to be too far up its own ass this season. They might. They might be. They definitely have a higher budget, like yeah. just looking at the trailer. But we'll see. We'll see if they keep it going the right way. Yeah, definitely. I would say I would, I'm excited for Defenders, but because Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist were all super middling to me, yeah, like, I don't think it's, I can be very excited for it. It's hard to be hyped for that. I want it to be good, but it's hard to be hyped for it. Yeah. They need to do more fun stuff with the fighting in yeah. that show. Because Daredevil season one was really good because it was a big surprise. Yes. And unfortunately, because of that, you were, at least I was, expecting something like that to be the case for the remainder of the shows. Right? I mean, you would think. But unfortunately, it's not that they were bad. They just weren't as good. They were all... They all had have the same problem that the Marvel movies do in that they're too samey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're very much same, the same looking stylistically, the characters behave in a similar manner. Of course you have the crossovers that happen and it's just kind of like, well, I can do without this. Yeah. It's not necessary. But Punisher on the other hand, 
Punisher could be good. Yeah, if he's like <laughs> fucking people up like in Daredevil, like yeah. the way that Daredevil fucks people up, it could be good. Especially yeah. if there's like a good conspiracy story in there. It yeah. might be really fucking good. Yeah, those movies actually weren't too bad either. Like the the Punisher movies that came out that like I don't know, 10 years ago, something like that. Those actually were pretty good. They didn't really get a lot of uh, praise, but no, I enjoyed them. Punisher Warzone was my shit. Yeah. That second one that came out. Yeah. Oh, buddy. That was really good. Death Note, although I've heard that it's gotten bad reviews from people who have seen it already. Mm. But like that's this is one thing that I, I have a problem with. Because people in the anime community are very hypercritical of American-made, what Anything. are they called? Like the adaptations, adaptations. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. They're hypercritical of that. Basically, if it's not the original material, people are pissed about it. Pretty much. So, in this instance, I think it could be good. Willem Dafoe as Ryuk, perfect yes. fucking casting. Yes, <laughs> fucking knocked it out of the park with that one. Man, I, I want to. I'm curious because I haven't actually watched Death Note, the anime. Oh, so I'm gonna, like, I know what happens. I know a lot of it. I pretty much know the entire plot, but I haven't really watched it. So I'm, I can't really say I'm like a huge fan of it. So I'm going to go in fresh. It's basically for those of you at home that have never seen it. It's 6D chess, the anime. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe even 42D. However many dimensions you can fucking possibly ponder. <laughs> that's how many dimensions of chess that is. Yep. It's so stupid. That, that's one of the things that really pissed me off about the show. Because everybody knew everybody else's next move. Yeah. It's just like, come on, dog. There's interesting ways to do that. And sometimes it's just so contrived. Yeah. It's it's just like how could he possibly know that this isn't Sherlock Holmes where he's explaining his deductive reasoning, yeah. which I've seen analogs drawn to Death Note uh, over Sherlock Holmes. Like people people have said that Light is obviously Sherlock Holmes and Kira is whoever the fuck else is like the the adversary to yeah. Sherlock Holmes, and they they say that, but there's no use of deductive reasoning there. It's just swings in the dark, and when he's explaining it, it's just like how the fuck could you possibly know that? Like how how in the world could you possibly know any of the information that you're presenting here? But whatever he makes he makes really wide judgments about fucking kira's personality and it's just like what the fuck is this supposed to be yeah as far as netflix or other streaming services completely supplanting broadcast and cable tv uh the way that the current power structure is set up i don't know if that's going to happen and netflix actually came out and said that they were 20 billion dollars in debt yeah so that's yeah as popular as it is as a service it's hard to imagine taking over the entire cable business like i I think that's going to be something that's pretty much forced on us regardless however an interesting development is um there's a new star trek series that's coming out and i don't know if this is the case worldwide but i know in some regions it's going to be broadcast to Netflix 
first. Oh, really? Yes. So Star Trek Discovery is going to be on Netflix. It's going to be weekly on Netflix. Fuck off. And then, so it's like, it'll be like on Monday, it comes out on Netflix. On Friday, it airs on whatever channel. Oh, CBS CBS uh, website. I can't remember what it's called. CBS Direct or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's the for the first time ever. It's going to the web service first and on a weekly basis, and then going to broadcast TV. I hate living in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen and having to wait weekly for shows that yeah. are airing online. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dog, just release them all at once. I mean, you know, you've already filmed them all. Yeah, it's not like they need additional editing. Yeah, really. I, you could just delay the release and just give it all. I yeah, but I while I don't want that to be the the standard, I would much rather have all of it at once. It is an interesting step toward removing cable. Yes, one hundred percent. I I do enjoy sports. I tried one of those online cable services recently. Mm-hmm. It was Hulu, whatever the Hulu one was. And the problem that I have is it's just as expensive as a standard cable package. It's it doesn't like I'm paying sixty nine dollars a month. Hey, for uh-huh. internet and an and an additional forty dollars for broadcast television, which of yeah. which I did a seven day trial, and I was just like, no, nah, this isn't worth it. No, yeah, because, forty extra dollars. Yeah, dude, I don't really. Unfortunately, I can just pirate sports or with NBA League Pass, which is basically the only televised sport that I watch. I can either just watch it a day later or not watch the game. Yeah, or you can just go to a bar. Or I can just go to a bar. <laughs> or with hockey. Like, I rarely watch hockey, but, like, if that's on, I'll watch it. Sure. And it's not like I, can, I can't I can not just sit at my computer and find something else to watch. I don't need to flick through channels pretending like I need to find something. Yeah. Nah. I haven't... Even when I was living at my parents' place, because they still have cable, when I was leaving with them... I, I would never watch TV and they would have all the premium channels and stuff. So I would occasionally like check out movies on there, but it would be like only because it's on. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch Jingle All the Way again, except on Christmas because that's what you do. But yeah, nah, who needs cable anymore? Agreed. I'm going to paraphrase this next question that yeah, Rip goes on a rant about how Hagger isn't in any Street Fighter games, which is a goddamn travesty. And I agree. And Portuguese Charlie then asks if I would play more Street Fighter if Hagger was in it because he's one of my mains in Marvel 3. Actually, I would say he's my number one main. He's my point character. He's my signature character. Um, Yeah, I don't actually think having Hagger in Street Fighter V would make any difference for me. What I dislike about the game isn't the roster, it's actually just the pacing. Like, Street Fighter in general is just too... Methodical? 
Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Where like you have to you have to play very carefully. You can't just do shit and make shit happen. Whereas in like Marvel Marvel 3, you know, I I have approaches and I have all of this screen that I can cover and they can cover toward me and they can put seven projectiles on the screen and I can super jump around it. You know, there's just more freedom where I feel constricted in a Street Fighter setting. Even like Tekken it feels more liberating than Street Fighter because you're, you're more welcome to press buttons and just kind of mess around with stuff. Street Fighter Five, if you if or any Street Fighter game really, if you just throw stuff out, there's a good chance you're just going to eat shit for it. So you know, I I don't. It's not that I dislike the game. I just can't get into it on a high level. You know, I can beat most random people, but if I'm going to a tournament, there's a good chance I'm going 0-2 because these people actually take the game seriously. I can't. That's fair. That's fair. With that said, I would still love to see Hagger in the game. Give him to me. He's back from Marvel Infinite. You know, actually, here's a funny thing. I had I never had any intention of actually maining Hagger. Like I just happened to really like him when I first played him in vanilla Marvel three, like getting those pipes off was just so satisfying. Just destroying everyone in a few hits was amazing. So I just kind of learned to like him. And I also don't know if I'm going to play him in infinite, but he's there. My whole main team is there. (laughs) I still have, I still have Hagger. I got Dr. Strange. I've got Dormammu. All of them are coming back. I don't know who I'm going to end up playing, but Dr. Strange looks sick. So we'll see. Fair enough. Anything else? No, that's it for me. All right. Let's uh, get into voicemails, boys. Yeah. Yo, this is Dr. Dirty D. Today, the D stands for distorted because I'm sitting in a fan in my room somewhere in my house. And, you know, I was just listening to the podcast. I didn't break anything last. I got a, I got a one question. The question is, where the fuck is Eric and when is he coming back? I mean, I don't like the dude all that much, but I can't predict him. Uh, so yeah, now, relegating to the podcast, I got an opinion on something. I mean, we all know who that is. Do you need to share your opinion? As Kate Ball says, yes, I do. So, you are talking about... A magic ain't ball lied to you, playboy. Like, oh, yeah. You know, dudes who don't source the material, and the first name out of your mouth is Farga Nia Cat. And I'm like, well, wait, what? He sources all of his bullshit, so you can look at it and see, hey, that's bullshit that he just said. Not following that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, okay, but that is legitimate criticism of him. Yeah, I'll give you that, because it's pretty legit. He does fucking take shit way out of the And then he says something about, he calls himself a liberal. Mm, he calls himself a classical liberal, which is pretty much a fancy way of saying I'm somewhat of a left-leaning libertarian. Now, okay, 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 okay. Sargon has never did any identitarian like shit before, like ever. Maybe okay. one video, dog, about why blacks commit more crimes based on FBI statistics. But I digress. Then check. God. Um, I'm Magic the motherfucking gathering. Oh, I don't play that shit. I play Yu-Gi-Oh, boy. Oh, alright. Like, are those the decks that you can just, that just play themselves, essentially? Autopilot decks? 
No, it's actually the opposite. It's the ones where you I'm actually have to put effort into. Magic Gathering terminology, you know, most of my friends play Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. I just stuck with Yu-Gi-Oh. But I don't pay money for that shit no more. No, I just play for free online. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, there are some fucking formats. I'm like, yeah, I really wish we did something similar to Magic for how we get our formats. Traditional, which is like, oh, you get one of these cards that's banned and... And the fucking regular card game to. where you have to deal with the regular band list, which is completely reactionary. And either doesn't touch enough or touch too much, depending on what format it is. And it's just, ugh. Okay, I think I got the point. <laughs> Such a headache. Alright, guys. Keep up good work. Can't wait for the next one. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Uh, as far as Eric goes, Eric is currently on tour with his band. Yeah, Kirby's Dream Band. I don't remember what towns they are hitting, but if you see that they will be in your area, go check them out. They're a blast to, to see live. They're a lot of fun. And uh, if you happen to tell Eric that you're a fan of the podcast, you'll probably get a huge kick out of that. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. He's the drummer for the band, for Kirby's Dream Band. Oh, I didn't know he played drums as well. What a fucking talented guy. Yeah, he plays a shitload of instruments. God damn. He's a pretty solid guitarist. He's a very good bassist. He's a really good drummer. Uh, And he's decent on keyboard from what I remember. He sings. And I I think he's picked up a few other instruments as well. But yeah, most most like non-horn instruments he can play. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. As far as like your comments on Sargon goes, dog, uh, don't make me fucking look it up and fucking <laughs> just because I can provide what I'm talking about, like specifically what I'm referencing. Mm-hmm. I can provide you with that information. But the thing is, I don't want to provide any views for that man and his yeah. fucking crazy ass views. If you want to look up the, uh, the, Sargon versus Destiny thing. You can look that up. He says a lot of wacky shit in that for sure. Mm. Um, he, there are a few other ones. I, I can just link you. No, I'm not even gonna go out of the way to link you. To, if you really want to see some stuff, I'll uh, just let me know and I'll fucking show it. <laughs> if you, if you really want to, I will go through that trouble for you. And as far as Jontron goes, yeah, did I? I don't know if. I said Sargon was the person he was getting this information from, or Sargon is the type of person that he's getting this information from. I think you said it was the type of person. Okay, because I try not to misattribute things to people when given the opportunity to. So it's I'm fairly certain I said he's the type of person who he would get that information from. But whatever. Facts don't really matter all that much. Nope. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh sucks. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, next voicemail. Hey, yo, so Chet, uh, once again, you guys are full of shit on that. Fuck. San Diego, which is a hot whatever fucking bullshit. Because what you just described is a perfect example of the cheerleader effect. And that basically means when a bunch of bitches get together, they look better than the sum of their parts. So once you look at one bitch up close, you'd be like, ugh. So, you know what I'm saying? That you 
look it up. There's Wikipedia pages and studies about it. True literature. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm be coming out to San Diego sometime soon. Maybe in the maybe in the next couple months. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come out there and start talking all types of shit to these untouchable cracker bitches you'd be talking about. And I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> but, uh, speaking of cracker bitches, I have a, a semi-racist bar story for you. Um, so uh, I'm half black and half white. And one <gasps> night, I'm at the bar. I'm, I'm with my friends. He's mulatto. Stand up against the bar and talking to this group of people. It was a dude and two chicks. They were like sevens or eights. But I, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Three and three or four <laughs> the fucking exchange rates and shit. But, uh, but yeah, so so I'm talking to these girls and the, these dudes. I'm, we're all having good laughs, whatever. And all of a sudden, one chick is like, uh, "What what race of women do you date?" And I'm like, "What bitch? Like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't I, whatever. It, it doesn't matter." She's like, "Well, I I just want to say like I don't." I don't really talk to black guys, but, um, like, you're someone I would consider getting to know. Like, what do you think of that? I said, I said, no, like, no, you're racist. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I'm just trying to give you a compliment. Like, like, I just really think you're someone I would get to know, even though you're not my type. And I'm like, no, like, you can't say that. And let me explain to you why. And she's like, what, why are you doing this? Like, my father would roll over in his grave if he even knew I was talking to you. Oh, my God. And, like, so I'm like, listen, you can't say stuff like that to me. Like, what are you doing? And then her friend's like, well, do you like her or not, you asshole? I said, absolutely not. I'm not interested. She's like, well, get the fuck out of here then. And, like, this bitch starts crying, and I was <laughs> astounded by what was going on. But it was, it was just complete. I don't know if it was a joke. It's like, all the bitch had to say is, I want your penis. <laughs> it, she, I don't know why she had to bring all that race shit up. It was it was very bizarre. I I don't know, but yeah, oh some semi racist racist shit that happened to me. No, yeah. all right, peace. I hate that you're one of the good ones. Shit, it's the worst fucking <laughs> oh thing. My God. And I, I guarantee you, any articulate black man has gone through articulate. that. Articulate, yeah, exactly. Articulate, yeah, exactly. Anybody has gone through that, like. Oh, but you talk so white, or oh, you're you're not like those thugs, like, or you're black but you're not a nigger. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and people like cite Chris Rock and shit when they say that yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, and it's like no, you don't understand how this works. Nah, that just makes you seem racist. Yep. Although, like, I understand what you're trying to say. That's racist as shit. <laughs> that just only describes how you view black people. Yep. It's not like a funny, ha-ha, Chris Rock thing. Oh, you get this reference. It's Chris Rock, a special that came out around the time that you were 12 and that you probably never looked up as an adult. Yeah. Fucking A. God, yeah, that, that's some shit. Yeah, man. Oh. I, I can't explain how many, like compliments i've gotten that uh, you would never give to a white person just oh he's so exotic oh isn't he spicy (laughs) (laughs) all right it's because white people find a jar of mayo spicy (laughs) (laughs) their eyes burn just by looking at me (laughs) celery is spicy to white people (laughs) ants on a log an mm. exotic dish. Mm. <laughs> Helen, what did you season this chicken with? Oh, water. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, good geez. times. Good times. That's not racist. No. Don't well, at me. I mean, I guess it is. In a way. Yeah. Don't at well, me. I guess it's not harmful racism. Nope. Oh, it's not going to prevent you from getting a job. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> but it, it will affect the spices that I put in my food. <laughs> hey, is, uh, is basil a little too much for you? Can you, can you? <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash realnerdhours. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can join in on the subreddit. Send us your questions. Send us your thoughts. Things of that nature at realnerdhours.reddit.com you can follow the show on twitter at xrealnerdhours you can follow me on twitter at that denzel you can follow chet on twitter at bushido brown sd excellent you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail at 413-SAVAGE-1 savage thank you all for listening And we'll be back to your regular formatted show next week. Yeah. See you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.